Commitment is what gets you started, but what's more important is consistency to cause you to follow through. This iteration of a quote by Denzel Washington is something that has really been instrumental in my life, and I want to share how to apply this practically to your life so you can not only dispense your full potential, but in the process of keeping the small promises by following through on your actions, you script your confidence. It's really simple. Getting started, getting motivated, get inspired. This is what everyone comes to me saying, I need more of. And, and if we're honest, we've all felt that way. I mean, we've all had rough patches. We've all had down days, whatever you want to call them, where we feel like all we really need is just some motivation, some inspiration. But the reality of that is that motivation and inspiration do not cause transformation. Transformation being consistent action to lead you from where you are to where you want to go. So simple tips to give you so that you can not only make that commitment for whatever is important to you in your life, but also what is what consistency really looks like and how to adopt that. Because I think all of us can agree it's easy to get started, but following through, developing that consistency to make what you want to change in your life a habit and consistently have that action follow through, that's where most of us trip up. So I'm going to give you some tips on what the, the research says out there, but also what I have found to be instrumental in helping me follow through to create habits and change and that that I, that I have seen work for my clients as well. And the first thing is commitment. So commitment doesn't mean get inspired and, and just emotionally react to pick something that other people are doing, that you hear someone else doing and feel like, oh, I should do that too. That ain't commitment. Commitment is understanding what is most important to you and making a decision to commit. Now, a commitment doesn't mean this is what I feel like doing now. A commitment doesn't mean this is the path I'll take for now, but I'll have a plan B. There is no plan B. And to be frank with you, if you have a plan B, you're not committed. Oh, but Adam, that's not smart. You have to have set, no. So true story, two years ago, I was at a, a virtual event with about 10,000 people and Tony Robbins called on me and I was sharing him my story and where I was at at that point in my life. There's a true story, live seminar. Tony Robbins himself called on me and the advice that he gave me is what I'm going to share with you because I listened to it, I implemented it, and now I work for him, which is incredible, like such an honor. But here's what he told me. Adam, if you want to take the island, burn the boats, which means if your commitment is to take an island to expand your territory and you sail there to the beach and you get off and those boats are still there, well, if you're there and, and you meet 
adversity, if if uh, you start to have fights with locals, if, if the if it gets difficult, and you're like, oh well, I have those boats, I can always go back. You're not going to give it your all. You're not going to dive deep. You're not going to get resourceful. What you're going to do is have in the back of your mind that when things get really hard, and they always do, oh, I have that boat, I can always go back. You get to the island, you burn the boats, there is no way back. So that if you don't figure it out, you die. Oh, that sounds, that sounds intense. Welcome to life. And if you really want to make a change, that is what the word commitment really means. And when I'm looking back, hindsight being 2020, the, the first place that I can remember where this really took hold was when I applied to pharmacy school. And I didn't get what I expected. I didn't get what I wanted. I got rejected the first time I applied. Now, had I had a plan B of, oh, well, you can do something else or have a similar career path, that's what I would have done. And who knows where I would have ended up. But because I was committed, because I had a strong reason why, because I knew what I wanted, I had emotional reasons behind why that was a must for me, not a should, but a must. And I took massive action. I went from being rejected to being named the most influential pharmacist out there. True story. And I'm not telling you this to impress you, but to impress upon you how instrumental this is. Because when you make a commitment, when you remove this plan B garbage from the table, it forces you to get resourceful. And looking at other entrepreneurs that have done the same thing, they all say the same point of advice. Their best breakthrough financially, growth-wise, however you, whatever category you want to list it, their best breakthrough in the history of their business of their life has always been when their back is against the wall because they didn't have a choice. They didn't have a plan B. There was no other option, so it forced them to get resourceful, to find a way because they made the commitment to make it a must. Now, that's the intense side, but it's what's required and it's the real talk truth. The second part of that, the part that most of us struggle with, and I still, I have at times a lot, it's become less frequent, is the follow through, the consistency. Adam, how do I get consistent? I run into this pattern. I get started, I get fired up, but the motivation goes away. I get distracted, my priorities come in, I feel overwhelmed, and blah, and on and on. And then what happens? You get distracted, you say you'll do it later, you're too busy, and then months, years go by, and you're in the same place. Oh, let's get excited, let's make the commitment. And so the cycle continues. This advice is so simple that I'm about to give you. I'm prefacing it by saying, do not discount it. Simple doesn't mean it doesn't work. Here's what it really means. The, the setback you're facing, the frustration you've been struggling with, feels so complex that the assumption we make logically, what, what makes sense is if we have a complex situation, we feel and think that it must therefore only be able to be solved by a complex solution. If I have a complex problem, I have to find a complex solution for it to cancel out. The reality is, if you have a complex 30-step plan, 
you're not going to even remember what step four was. And if you can't remember it, if you're confused, if you're confused, you'll lose. The antidote to that is clarity. If it's simple, you'll do it because clarity is power. If I show you, go from here to there and you can see a clear path, a straight line, and you can see from where you are to where you want to go, there's no doubt there's clarity. You're going to go there. But if instead I say, oh, well, it's, you know, 20 miles down the road and go left and go right and do all these things. I'm not going to give you a map, but do all this. No, you're going to get confused and overwhelmed and frustrated and stop. And that's honestly what happens in most cases when you're on your path. So how do we stay consistent? Here is how simple it is, but it gets thrown out because of its simplicity. The reason most of us are not consistent is that we do not celebrate our progress along the way. That is the antidote. It is the truth. Don't take my word for it. Go look up any successful entrepreneur. It's the, it is fact. The way to stay consistent is to celebrate your progress on the path that you have taken. And here's why. If you do not celebrate your progress along your journey, you will feel like you're losing when you're actually winning. And if you feel like you're losing and you keep sacrificing time, resources, priority shifts, all that, and you don't feel like you're making a dent, if you don't feel like you're making any progress, how long do you honestly think you're going to last? And there is the reason why you fell short, why you come up with the quote, reasons, excuses, or whatever you want to say. It's, the fact is, the consistency gets cut short. And the antidote to that is very simple. Celebrate your progress along the way. That's the first point. Then it comes to, well, Adam, I don't want to get caught up on my success. I don't want to rest on my laurels. And I agree with you on that point. Here is how to put it into practice. All too often, people say, oh yeah, I'll celebrate when I get there. I'll celebrate when I achieve blah, 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 blah. And they make that point of celebration so far off in the future that one, it doesn't feel realistic, so you don't even believe it's possible. And two, you know, it never happens because when you get to that point, the closer you get, what happens? The goalpost changes. The goal intensifies. And you never really have a clear endpoint goal. So here's some counterintuitive advice that works so freaking well. I really want you to implement this. And here, here's what it is. Lower your threshold to raise the bar. Lower your threshold to raise the bar. What I mean by that is Lower the threshold at which you allow yourself to celebrate. All too often, we don't allow celebration until we've made a billion dollars or we've gotten our doctorate plus a certification, plus we own the company. That's like 30 years without celebrating. Are you crazy? We all do that. I've done it too. So it's, it's really the practice of daily gratitude, a moment-by-moment -moment decision to look for something to appreciate. Because if you don't, 
your mind's going to be filled with what's wrong. Your mind's going to be, your mind is a vacuum. So if you don't intentionally fill it, it gets auto-filled. And guess what it gets auto-filled with? The over 10,000 advertisements that you're exposed to a day from the news, the media, politics, and we all know the positive hue that has, the comparison of other people that are 10 years ahead of you, that's what's going to be filled in your mind unless you intentionally fill it with appreciation. And with that point, the only two emotions that will knock you off progress are fear and anger. Fear that you're not enough. Fear that you're not doing enough. Fear that you're not qualified. Fear that someone else is going to take whatever. And then anger. Angry that you're not supposed where you're supposed to be. Angry that you got short-sighted. Angry that someone else not as deserving, who didn't put in the time you did, who didn't make the sacrifices you did, got the very thing you've been busting your butt for. Anger. Fear. Guess what? Those are the only two things that will knock you off kilter and block your progress. And guess what? The antidote to both fear and anger are the same. And the antidote is gratitude. It is impossible to be both angry and fearful at the same time. It is impossible to be both grateful and angry at the same time. And the way to get grateful is to appreciate where you are by celebrating where you are for a valid and specific reason. And the way to do that moment by moment is lowering your threshold for what you deem as, quote, worthy to celebrate. So when you open your eyes in the morning, celebrate that you woke up because the reason you woke up is that God's got plans for you and he ain't through with you yet. You might feel unqualified. You might feel behind. But the reality is, if God thought you couldn't handle it, he wouldn't have given it to you. If God thought you couldn't do it, he would have woken you up another day. The reality is when you wake up and your eyes are open, it is a sign and indicator that God has plans for you and he ain't through with you yet. You might not see it. You might not believe it. But that's called unconditional love and purpose-driven life. So that's something to celebrate. Maybe when you wake up, I call this a, a gratitude, a rip it, rip, ah, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> See, no one's perfect. I call this a gratitude ripple. And it's one of the core habits I used to pull myself out of a deep pit of depression. I was clinically depressed for many years. True story. And I went to therapy and all the stuff. And I looked back because obviously I'm not very depressed now, thankfully. So I looked back and thought, how did that happen? Because it wasn't overnight. It wasn't a slip of the fingers. It wasn't a magic pill. I looked back because I did all kinds of different things. And I identified five simple habits that allowed me to flip the script from depression, anxiety, fear, and pull me out from that pit into a life of influence impact that I genuinely am passionate about. I think you can hear it in my voice. And there are five simple habits I did that allowed me to go and create my best life, to literally live life on my terms. And one of those core things I did, I created out of desperation. True story. And it was, I call it the gratitude ripple. And here's what happened. One morning I woke up 
Same thing I'm telling you. Open my eyes. Except before I even opened my eyes, I was flooded with fear. I was flooded with anger towards myself. I'm not doing what I'm supposed to. I'm too far behind. Who do I think I am? And on and on and on. And I was so sick of waking up in anxiety that I thought, I've heard for years that gratitude is the antidote. So I am, I am so fed up with it. I am going to do this immediately. So I thought, from where I am right now, because you know you can say things that you can't see, but if you can see something, if you can feel something, if you can experience something in the moment, as you say, I appreciate this, that makes it so real that you believe it. So in my bed, when I woke up and had this flood of anxiety, I thought, I know that gratitude's the answer. How can I believe it? I thought, well, I woke up and I'm alive. And then I asked a really important question. Is that true? I opened my eyes. I'm like, yes, I can think this thought. I can see myself. I'm alive. That's true. And then from that place of being where I am, I expanded out from there. I'm in a comfortable bed. I asked the question, is that true? Yes, I feel the sheets. So I rolled around slightly. I could feel the comfortable sheets. Then I thought, I'm grateful for air condition. It's true story. It's my favorite man-made object, air condition. It was hot summer day. And I saw the weather outside was 80, but I could feel the cool air coming through the vent in the ceiling kissing my face. So I asked myself, is that true? I could feel the air. I could feel the coolness. So I smiled and I said, yes, it is. And I extended out like a ripple. I have my own bedroom, in my own house, in a safe neighborhood, in a city I love, close to things I enjoy, in a state I love, in a country I love, and on and on. And that's what I call the gratitude ripple. When you lower the threshold of what you allow yourself to be grateful for, it raises your standards for life because you get so grateful for who you are, where you are, and what blessings you've been given to steward and develop to pour into others, that it raises your standard because perhaps you were created and called for such a time as this. Perhaps you were called to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. And it forces you to raise your standard in a way where you don't feel forced at all. You feel excited. You feel blessed because you want to pour in every day. Waking up with 100% and going to bed totally depleted because you know you gave it your all. You went 100 to zero. And if you're watching the video, this is the shirt I'm wearing. This is from Andy Frisella, a huge fan of his. But that's exactly what it means. Go from 100 to zero. Start your day filled with gratitude, filled with recognizing everything you've been blessed with, recognizing it because what you appreciate, appreciates. What you focus on, you feel. So when you focus on what you have, you're filled with knowing and feeling and believing that all you have is all you need because all you need is within you now. And you fill yourself to 100% and you intentionally go through your day to pour out, to grow, 
to dive deep, to put yourself in circumstances and meet people that force you to grow, to dive in, to develop and steward the gifts you've been given, and to serve and to give and pour out from that overflow that you have. Until the end of the day, because we're not meant to have all this energy to last us all week. It's to last us the day. Hence, our daily bread, not weekly bread, not monthly bread, but to focus on the step in front of us for filling out the day by serving from our overflow. So when you go to bed at night and you're exhausted, you also are grateful then because you know you gave it everything you had that day. You ate that daily bread and you poured out all you had, emptying you to zero. That's living 100 to zero. That's what it means to make a commitment with a zero option mentality. No plan B, burn the boats, get committed, make a promise to yourself, and then be consistent with the actions to be congruent with the promise you made to yourself. And when you keep promises that you make to yourself, that's where confidence comes from. And when you do that and you recognize that, oh, I had a win. Oh, I got out of bed on time. Oh, I, I recognize three, five things I'm grateful for. That fills the gratitude even more. And you feel like you have some success. And from that success, you look at what's next because the best way to build success is by building from success. And that is how you stay consistent because you recognize and appreciate the things that are going right. Because with everything in your life, there is always both something right and something wrong. There is something that's a blessing and something that's causing some stressing. And which of those two you choose to focus on is what you will feel. So you have to commit to focusing on what you want. Because when you do that, it's going to keep you consistent. And all of that stems and is fueled from gratitude. Because that is the antidote to the only two things that will take you out. Fear and anger. And when you focus on what you're grateful for. And you focus on the blessings you have. You recognize that the blessings aren't what you have. You are the blessing. And then you get so grateful for that fact that you want to go and give to as many people you care about as possible. You show compassion and love and kindness to the people that you meet because you start to recognize that if it's true that not only are you a blessing, but life too is a blessing, you start to recognize that all things work for your good and favor because you start to believe that maybe the point of life isn't to acquire things. There's nothing wrong with material things, but the point of life is to grow and evolve your soul. And the way to do that, the process, is to serve other people by using and stewarding your gifts to grow and evolve. And through that process, you start to recognize that people are blessings because you're a blessing and others are too. So if someone comes your way and you meet them, and you have the opportunity to interact with them. They can be an amazing, happy person, or they could be having a rough day. 
And when you when you make the decision to view people as blessings, as gifts, and the way to open a gift is through asking a question, you start to recognize that life's really about relationships. You start to recognize that if it's true, that all things work for your good, people that are challenging aren't there to give you a rough day. They're, they're there to do one of three things. They're there to either teach you something. They're brought into your life for you to teach them something or both. And then you start to get curious and wonder how deep and rich life really is. And then you start to get curious and fascinated about how many blessings you can find. Because seek and you shall find. And that is how you get confident by making a commitment and deciding what's most important to you. Staying consistent by lowering the threshold on what you allow yourself to celebrate so that you can then raise the bar, raising your standard because you're so incredibly grateful. You want to go and share those gifts you have with other people because you're so vibrant, you want others to do it too. And that's really who you are. That's really who you are at your core. You're a good human being created on purpose for a purpose. And perhaps it's to fill others with the same feeling that you have right now. That's how you do this thing. That's how you script your confidence. And it's really that simple. It's simply that we overcomplicate it to the point of inaction. So I encourage you, look and dig, dig deep into what you're given and, and focus on the fact that not only do you have a life filled with blessings, but you, my friend, are a blessing too. So go forth, be great, and dispense your full potential. God bless. 